continuing its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Just give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, and I am your host, coming here each and every week to talk with you about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. The achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but good for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart. And this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on our guests, I want to open up the phone lines for call-ins at 877-864-4869. Again, that's 877-864-4869. Or tweet us at HH Talk Radio, Lisa Kamen, and HH for Heroes. Today's subject is veterans. We are talking about helping veterans as they return from deployment to reintegrate back into civilian society and to help them live their best right lives. And this is complicated. This is complicated by post-traumatic stress disorder. It's complicated by the physical wounds of war. It's complicated by invisible wounds that include this post-traumatic stress disorder that we're talking about, but also traumatic brain injury and other things such as military sexual trauma and assault. And at Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, which is the 501c3 nonprofit arm of what we do over here at Harvesting Happiness, we are working on programming, not working, we are giving away programming to veterans in need of vital support services. And this includes integrated combat trauma recovery programming. And what do we mean by integrated combat trauma recovery programming? Well, when we are repairing and restoring and healing from an injury, we need to address all aspects to create a comprehensive road back to healthy and that includes working with the brain 
because we are dealing with emotional stress and strain. We need to restore our bodies and we need to get into our breath. In other words, when we are anxious, when we are depressed, when we are ill at ease within ourselves and ruminating, we tend not to breathe. We hold our breaths. I'm not quite sure why. I mean, I think it's part of a fear and stress response, but we do the very opposite of what we should be doing, which will help us move through these emotional experiences. So what we do at Harvesting Happiness for Heroes is a three-pronged approach to combat trauma recovery. We work through positive psychology coaching, which is a little bit different model than traditional uh, therapy. What we do with coaching is we base it on a mission, and the mission is seeking and achieving wellness on a mental, physical, and emotional level after battle. And this is done by reinventing the mission. You know, one of the things that we all know about our soldiers is when they go off to war, they're uh, constantly um, confronted with missions. They're constantly given a goal, trained to achieve that goal. They go out into the world and accomplish the mission. And when our men and women come home from service, there is no mission. You know, they've spent however long they've been uh, deployed, whether it's years or months, being told what to wear, when to eat, when and what to eat, when to sleep, where to sleep, what, as we said, what to wear, what to do, when to do it. And there's not a lot of choice in the equation. And when the soldier comes home, there is no mission any longer. And the objective of being mission-driven is lost. So what we hope to do with positive psychology coaching is help the soldier and the family member and the loved ones, and this is a vital component because we want to strengthen the family unit, not just help the soldier. We want them to reestablish their mission. And the mission from what I see in the work that I do um, in this realm is all about a, a mission for thrivership. So it's not about merely surviving the war experience, but it's about taking what was learned and cultivating and harnessing these blessings of adversity, because adversity it is for many of them who are suffering, and transforming it from this post-traumatic uh, stress experience into a post-traumatic growth experience. So that, in essence, is what we do at Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. And today's show is all about having a couple of guests on here to talk about the post-deployment reintegration experience and what uh, one organization is doing to help our veterans and what another woman who is really reporting on what is going on from out there in the world. And my first guest that we have today is Sarah Steffen, who is from Habitat for Humanity. And many of you know Habitat for Humanity as a service project and 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 a nonprofit that was started or endorsed by Jimmy Carter decades ago. And Habitat for Humanity is now expanding to include service projects and building homes in collaboration in California with the Department of Veteran Affairs to serve this warrior community. So without further ado, I'd love to bring on Sarah Steffen, who is the marketing coordinator at Habitat for Humanity for the San Fernando and Santa Clarita Valleys. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. 
Oh, my pleasure. I love what you are doing at Habitat, and I really want to um, bring awareness to our listening community about the amazing work that's going on, about the projects, the 12 homes that you are embarking upon, and why this serves as a model for our country and what we can do to really help our veterans and their families get back on their feet in a holistic way, back on their feet, plural, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, uh, we are building uh, 12 homes in Silmar and 87 homes in Santa Clarita, which are both in North Los Angeles County. And um, we are collaborating with the California Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, Our CEO uh, is the chair of the Governor's Interagency Council on Veterans for the Housing Pod. And uh, CalVet was interested in our enrichment program, which we have used on our non-veteran housing out here in North Los Angeles County. Um, Our enrichment services are what um, we provide to our families to help them not only get into a home so that they can, you know, be homeowners and, and have a nice place to live, but they need those extra social services that we connect them to to help them, as we say, move up into the middle class and um, move forward after service and just get to a good place in their civilian life so that they can be successful and and happy and, and working well with their families. Well, let's talk a little bit about these support services because this is a very important component to thriving, not merely surviving after war. You know, it's not about a, a handout of providing a home, but it's also providing the tools through which one can begin to cultivate a whole, a holistic life, a happy life. And I know that you're involved with all kinds of aspects of programming, that it's not just for the veteran, but it's for the family members and the children as well. Yes. So some of the services that we connect them to is we have partnerships with local banks who come out and give financial training, teach them how to budget, how to um, how to fix their credit score, how to get out of debt, how to save for their children to go to college. Uh, we have uh, partnerships with local health agencies that come out and teach them healthy eating, active living. Uh, local dentists come out and give free dental screenings. We have free diabetes screenings. Uh, we do homework help with the children where we have local college groups that come out and, and tutor them. And then for our veterans specifically, um, we are branching out a little further, and now we're partnering up with a few organizations that provide services that would be specifically helping their needs, so maybe connecting them to post-traumatic um, stress counselors, uh, trauma counselors, domestic violence counselors, um, and then also you know, getting people in to talk to them about the benefits that are offered to them after service and making sure that they're getting all of their benefits. Um, and, and also connecting them peer-to-peer, we found um, just through our experience with some of the veteran home repairs and rehab that we've done, but uh, that by connecting the veterans to each other and, and kind of talking to each other and relating to each other, um, they are able to kind of get to a better place. Some of them have uh, made great strides in, um, you know, their P- PTSD and those sorts of things. So um, that's, uh, you know, a summary of what we're working on. Well, I, I love what you're doing in Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. Um, we, I know that we've been in talks about becoming a part of this program as you are developing these new homes in Silmar uh, to offer the psychosocial well-being programming for vets and their families. Um, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, I want to talk specifically about the 12 homes in Silmar and then kind of get a, a broad view of what's going on with the 99 homes for vets and how people who are listening that may be local can get 
involved with um, making an application. To find out more about Habitat for Humanity, to volunteer, uh, go to www.humanityca.org, and you can also donate there. You can find out more information. And for volunteering, there is no experience necessary. You can sign up, and there are team leaders who will teach you uh, right on site the skills you need to perform the task. And it's a great way of spending a break or a vacation. Um, so this is something that I also want to mention for there may be teens and young adults out there that may be looking for things to do on the upcoming spring break and this is a great resource and place and cause to donate your time and to learn more about what we're doing over at harvesting happiness for heroes visit hh the number four and heroes.org here come the tunes we'll be right back and we will carry on the conversation with sarah stefan of habitat for humanity We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. The path of a sudden Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Kamen has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are having a military-focused show today where we are really dialing in on serving the veteran communities on a mental, physical, and emotional level and what's being done by some amazing people to help that happen. But before we do, I want to mention that the song that you were listening to on the break is In Between, and that was written, arranged, and recorded by Becca Eden. And Becca is a cause artist who 
has done this song, created this song for Harvesting Happiness for Heroes as its anthem. It is a fundraising tune that is now available on iTunes. So if you love the song, please go to iTunes and hit Becca Eden, as in the Garden of Eden, or in between the song, and know that a portion of those proceeds go to Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, where we deliver no-cost and stigma-free integrated combat trauma recovery to veterans and their loved ones challenged by post-traumatic stress disorder and other um, civilian life reintegration issues. So back to our conversation with Sarah Stefan of Habitat of Humanity. We were talking about the 99 homes that are being built uh, by Habitat for Humanity of San Fernando and Santa Clarita Valleys in these areas. And this is a collaboration with the California Department of Veteran Affairs. So Sarah, let's talk about these homes. Let's talk about what the homes uh, entail, how one would get involved with making an application to own one of these and anything else that you find pertinent to this process, which is, this is an amazing project. Yeah. Um, so right now we're building 99 homes for veterans in North Los Angeles County. Uh, there's 12 homes in Silmar, 87 homes in Santa Clarita. And um, they we are accepting applications now for both projects. Um, so if you qualify for that program, and that would be veterans uh, and their families making a combined family income of 45000 to, I think it's about 82, I can't remember the exact high number, but in the 80,000 is the combined family number, and that's depend on family size. So of course, if you have a larger family, then you can be up there in the higher um, income, and if you have a smaller size family, then you'd be somewhere in the lower income and um the, uh, the Silmar project is for uh, very low-income veterans, and the Santa Clarita project is for low-income veterans and their families. Um, so uh, the Santa Clarita project also has, I think it's a little bit less than 10%, are fully ADA-accessible homes. So if you are an injured veteran or someone in your family who needs those kind of accommodations, um, that's also an option for you. To apply for it, you can go to our website, which is www.humanityca.org, or you can call our office at 818-884-8808 and talk to Family Services, and we'll either mail you an application, you can download one online, you can come pick one up in the office, and um, we have people here who will walk you through the whole process. Um, and the great thing about it is that it is affordable housing, so no more than 30 to 35% of your monthly income will be spent on your mortgage, HOA, um, and water to, uh, to pay for the home and the community. So it's a great opportunity so that you can have more disposable income to, uh, you know, do things like save for your children's college and, and hopefully have a nicer life. Um, you know, you, you said something that really warmed my heart, and that is about coming into the office to uh, get assistance in filling out the applications. Because one of the things that I hear a lot from veterans who are having challenges with PTSD is that the focus is an issue. You know, actually sitting down and filling out forms and getting confused. And these men and women are not stupid people. I mean, mm-hmm. they're very, very bright, very educated. Right. But when one is triggered with PTSD, it is very hard to concentrate. And and the ability to come into the office and engage with the staff and have assistance in the application process is wonderful. And thank you for mentioning that and, and, and offering it. Yes, of course. We understand, um, I mean, as, as much as we can, what they've been through. And, and we have a couple of veterans here who work on, in the office who they would be able to work with, um, which I know is important to some of the families. And uh, they'll walk through the whole process. And they can even, you know, come out to you if you can set up a meeting ahead of time. And, and we really 
we know that you've been through things and, and that it sometimes is a struggle to get through the process, but um, we know that it's worth it. And, and the training that we give once you are um, accepted for the home should help you in the future to um, be successful in these types of things. Let me ask a question about uh, the limitations. Must you be a resident of the state of California? Or if you are looking, for example, to make a life change, because this radio show goes nationwide, can someone from out of state make an application for one of these homes? Yes. Well, right now there is no limitations on it. Um, we are Because we are in North Los Angeles County, our, our first kind of outreach and encouragement is to people living in North Los Angeles County and the surrounding areas, but there are no limitations on it. Um, so, you know, if you're interested, please inquire. And also, if you do call in and maybe you're not interested in living in North Los Angeles County, there are you know, hundreds of habitats all over the country and and many of which that are starting similar programs, housing for veterans or repairs for veterans. So even if you call in, we might be able to connect you with another local affiliate that might be doing something a little closer to home. That's very good to know. Let's talk a little bit about the Santa Clarita homes, which are next to Bowman High School on Center Point Drive. I've actually been out to this site, and I believe that one of the plans that have been programmed into this project is a community center that will deliver the services that you mentioned at the start of the show. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have an actual community center, but we are right across Street from the Child and Family Center, who we are partnering with, who will um, are literally right across the street and are letting us use their facilities and their services free of charge for our veterans. So that will be similar to a community center. We are also right down the street from one of um, the Santa Clarita City Community Centers, where there's a, a skate park and a pool and basketball courts and all that. Um, we will be having a, a park and a gazebo and a community areas for them to gather um, in the community, as well as two urban community gardens and some bike paths. So there is definitely um, community-centered aspects going into the community, um, and there are definitely places for them to gather and meet and, and take these classes that are close to them, and especially for maybe injured veterans or veterans who can't drive because of PTSD or other reasons. Um, we'll be able to connect you to everything locally um, in walking distance and, and not too far away. So it uh, should accommodate everyone very well. Wonderful. And this is one of the advantages of the Habitat communities is that specifically for the um, the Heroes Homes is that you would be in a community of like-minded folks who have experiences that are similar to yours. And that is one of the best ways to achieve um, well-being is to be surrounded by positive, like-minded folks in community, connected because there is no such thing as a happy hermit. And I know that when um, uh, people have PTSD, they tend to isolate. That is one of the symptoms. And living in a community where you have all of these services available, where you can walk or if you're in a wheelchair or you need assistance, get to these programs is vital because people who are plugged in, people who are lit up with enthusiasm, curiosity, wonder, delight with life, tend to do better in life. They report higher levels of well-being, and they do better in their interpersonal relationships. So this sense of community that you're creating, as I see it, is vital to the, to the thrivership that comes from a post-war experience. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about um, the Habitat Hearts for Heroes Ball. This is something that's coming up on March 1st, and the when, where, and how to get involved about it. Please. 
Yes, um, the Habitat Hearts for Heroes Ball. Um, it's the second year we're doing the Habitat Hearts for Heroes Ball. Um, before it was just the Builders Ball, and this uh, year and last year, specifically raising money for our Habitat for Heroes Veteran Housing Project. So this year we'll be raising money for the 99 homes. Um, it's a it's a special fundraising event. It's a little bit um, pricier than some of our other events, but for those of you that can't afford it and would like to come out to a ball, and 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 a lot of our families will be there that are applying and that are in the process, and you can meet them and hear their story, um, and there's a silent auction, um, there's a cocktail hour, there's a dinner. Um, the uh, host of the show will be Melora Hardin, who you might know from The Office. She was on there. Um, and so it's a great time to come out and be with community members. A lot of dignitaries will be there, congressmen, um, local people like that. And so it's a great way to come out and you know be with your community and raise money for a great cause. That is on March 1st. 2013. Um, it starts at 6 p.m. It's at the Universal Sheraton in uh, Universal City. Um, and if you would like to purchase tickets, you can go to www.humanityca.org um, and click on the events tab, and there'll be options right there to purchase tickets or tables or sponsorships or anything you might be interested in. Wonderful. This is great. Well, I hope you have a, a fantastic turnout and make a ton of money that helps support this incredible project that you are embarking upon. Let's give our listeners a little bit of history about Habitat for Humanity. I gave the micro, micro, micro nano description before you came on, but we have a couple of minutes before we go to break and we can carry on if we need more time. But this is um, this, this project, Habitat for Humanity, this organization has quite a history. Yes, definitely. Um, this particular affiliate was started in 1990. Um, we have built over 215 homes, so we're in the top 5% of Habitat for Humanity affiliates worldwide that have built over 100 homes. Um, most habitats build about one home a year. Uh, we average, I think, about 8 to 12 homes a year. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, a great place. Uh, Habitat International was started, um, I think it was in the 1960s, by a man named Millard Fuller. Um, Jimmy Carter was uh, not the founder, but a great advocate for the program, and he still is very active in it. Um, and it's all over the world. It works similar to, an affi- uh, to a franchise where there's different affiliates to do their own fundraising and have their own projects. So uh, the Habitat for Heroes project here might be a little bit different if you go to Georgia or somewhere else. Um, but we do all work together and, and it was one mission. And so our programs are all very similar and it's all to end poverty housing all over the world. Great description. Great description. And, and Jimmy Carter has actually, um, in his younger days, come out and worked on some of these homes. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And there's still, I think, uh, Habitat for Humanity, Greater Los Angeles that covers South Los Angeles County still does, I think, a, a Jimmy Carter build or maybe it's uh, – International, they do Jimmy Carter build every year where he comes out, and I don't know if he actually works anymore, if he just, um, you know, swings a ceremonial hammer, but he's still a great supporter of the program. Fantastic. So once again, to learn more about Habitat for Humanity, to give, to volunteer, to see what's up, to apply, if you know of a vet who's in need of housing or would like to have a home of his or her own, please go to habitatca.org. And on Twitter, it's Habitat SFSCV. And on Facebook, we are at Habitat for Humanity SFSCV. 
B. We are going to be going to a break in a moment. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up our visit with Sarah Stefan of Habitat for Humanity. I'm going to make a couple other announcements of things that we've got going on in the world of harvesting happiness. And then we are going to bring on the next guest, who is a journalist who's going to talk to us about um, an article that I found very disturbing that she wrote about a Bronze Star winning Army psychologist who died at his own hands uh, in, through suicide and why this is such an outrage to me and should be to our country. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win enter our weekly contests at harvesting happiness on facebook where we give away our guests books music film and products each week in addition we also do great harvesting happiness giveaways like free coaching sessions with lisa cypress cayman lisa's books happiness first aid kits h factor where is your heart documentary film happiness is an inside job products including the sterling silver infinity bracelet that benefit harvesting happiness for heroes a non-profit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness, because happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, today's show is a military focus where we're speaking about helping veterans, helping veterans find uh, homes for themselves or their families, helping veterans uh, restore their lives to a state of optimal living. And also, we're going to bring on a journalist uh, in the next segment or shortly who has covered military issues and has written uh, an article that has just 
enraged me about um, a psychologist who committed suicide due to PTSD who was 42 years old. But to close out what we're speaking about with Habitat for Humanity, on the line I have Sarah Steffen, who is the marketing coordinator for Habitat for Humanity for San Fernando, Santa Clarita Valleys. And Habitat for Humanity is involved in an incredible project called SCV Habitat for Heroes program that is also sponsored by Southern California Gas in partnership with KHTSAM 1220 and in collaboration with the California Department of Veteran Affairs. And they are building 99 homes for veterans in the San Fernando and Santa Clarita Valleys. And we're talking about how one applies to receive one of these homes. And the requirements, as we said earlier, are a combined family income of $45,000 to approximately $83,000-$84,000. And these men and women, when they apply, they are applying to own their own home. This is having a pride of ownership and a place in a community with like-minded, like-experienced individuals. And I think that this is incredibly valuable because there are services available to actually cater to the veteran and his or her needs and create healthy communities, which in turn, from my perspective, creates environments that thrive, flourish, and generate greater joy. And there's an upcoming Habitat for Hearts uh, Habitat Hearts for Heroes Ball, so so many heroes and hearts around here, on March 1st in Los Angeles. And to get involved with this incredible project, please visit Habitat, I'm sorry, Habitat for Humanity at www.humanityca.org. Again, the Twitter handle is Habitat SFSCV. And on Facebook, it's Habitat for Humanity SFSCV. Whew, lots of letters and lots of uh, handles here that I'm still trying to get my arms around. So, Sarah, yeah. what in closing would you would you um, offer up to people who might be listening? I know that there is there are still uh, opportunities for home ownership. Applications are still open, and uh, tell the listeners one more time how they can find you and even come up. Uh, uh, to you, to your office, or you'll send somebody to them to help fill out the application? Yes. Um, if you are interested in applying, please go to www.humanityca.org or call our office at 818-884-8808, and someone from Family Services can get in touch with you. You can also, on our website, find our address, and you're welcome to pop in and schedule an appointment to sit down with someone from Family Services to help you through the application process. Um, if you're not a family member but you're interested in getting involved, we still need to raise money to help build these homes, so please donate online as well as sign up to volunteer to help build them. It's a great way to build community. It's great for team building with your company or with um, a local organization you're a part of or maybe a, a school group. Wonderful. Thank you for being with us, Sarah Stefan of Habitat for Humanity. We are going to, um, we're definitely going to keep on this project and, and have you guys uh, back again in a few months to see how this is going. And, Wonderful. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, because it, 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 I think what you're doing is tremendous. And um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And, and I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, some things that we've, going, uh, we've got going on over here at Harvesting Happiness and Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. We are about to launch our reboot online community programming for Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. That's going to come online here within the next few weeks where we are offering six weeks of no-cost 
coaching online. It's a virtual classroom environment, a virtual community, in fact, where once a week for 90 minutes you can come up into a live classroom and meet with other veterans, and I will be present to facilitate um, weekly groups that include interactive workshops. There will be exercises, and this is all geared towards raising awareness for the issues surrounding post-traumatic stress disorder, how it really is not an illness, how it is the natural byproduct of war and how we need to help ourselves and one another cope, deal, process, and find meaning in these challenges to transform this adversity into post-traumatic growth. And this is something that I absolutely love, is the concept of the transformation of post-traumatic stress into post-traumatic growth. And um, we'll talk more about that, but you can look for information at hhforheroes.org on Reboot. You can contact us, you can call us, um, and this is really open to as many veterans and their loved ones that would want to participate. This uh, is brought to you by a grant and sponsorship from Groupon Grassroots, which is the fundraising arm of Groupon, who helped us raise the money to execute this program. And my next guest is someone that came to me via an email. A friend emailed me this article and said, have you seen this? And um, when I saw this and read this, I was so outraged. I wanted to have the writer, the author, the journalist that uh, wrote this article come on and talk about uh, the situation. We have with us today Shanna McCord. And I hope I'm saying Shanna right and it's not Shana. Are you there with us? Yes, I'm here. It's Shanna. Yeah, you got it right. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I am so glad that you were able to be on the show, and I want to talk a little bit about you. Shanna is currently a journalist for the Santa Cruz Sentinel. She has been a television and newspaper reporter for more than 17 years and covered military issues while working in Yuma, Arizona. She's here that's to share right. with us this fan- oh, Did I get something wrong? No, no, no. I just said that's right. Oh, that's right. And she's here to share with us a fantastic article, at least I found it to be a fantastic article, that she wrote about a man, Dr. Peter Linneruth, who took his own life. Yes, he committed suicide after a long battle with PTSD. And he was an Army psychologist, and I think this is what outraged me more than anything. Yeah, it was a super sad story, and obviously it struck a a chord with us because he lived in Santa Cruz for two years, and he worked, when he was in Santa Cruz, he worked for the Veterans Center, and he was helping other veterans who were coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan who were dealing with the same issues that um, he was dealing with. And, like, sort of the irony in his story is that he was a psychologist who was helping other um, soldiers and other troops, but at the same time, he was suffering from the same illness himself, so it just made it, I guess, that much more powerful that someone who was doing such a great job helping others was actually suffering from the same illness himself and yet couldn't find a way to help himself. Um, he lived in our community, I think, for two to three years, and his story came to us from a friend um, of his and someone who had connections to the newspaper and they brought it to our attention saying, Hey, did you, did you see this about, um, Dr. Peter Linnerud? And, um, and you know, it just, it took us by surprise. I mean, I didn't know him personally, but, um, through his friend, um, Jeremiah Ridgway, 
you know, we talked at great length. It was on a Saturday, and we talked and talked and talked about um, Dr. Leonard Ruth and just, like, what a great person he was and how he was really friendly and just easy to relate with and that um, one of the things that kind of set him apart, according to his friend Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was also an Army um, veteran, and they worked together at the County Veterans Center um, located in Capitola, California, here. And uh, what set him apart was that he was an officer, and there's sort of that hierarchy in the military. You know, officers don't really uh, socialize or interact a lot with the enlisted uh, men and women. But Dr. Leonard wrote, that didn't matter. He loved to, you know, interact with the, with the enlisted men and women, and, and it just it didn't, it didn't um, create a barrier with him. Like, there was no, I'm higher up than you, and you're lower than me. Like, according to his friend, Jeremiah, that that stuff didn't matter to him, and he was, you know, just able to go between both groups of people really easily. And, um, yeah, and so just talking to Jeremiah, I mean, it was just, it was really sad, and it's just, it's still sad to think about that he just suffered so much and wasn't able to get the help that he needed, and that he just was kind of lost in the whole military system. Um, and trying to get out of the military and trying to continue um, his work with PTSD patients. And then, um, yeah, I think it's just an incredibly um, sad story. Well, Dr. Linaruth served in the Army from 2003 to 2008. So he spent right. several years uh, in service, and he spent uh, 15 months of that time in Afghanistan, which um, this, you know, this is uh, where some of the bloodiest battles of these conflicts have occurred. So no, no doubt what he witnessed and the constant um, state of siege that the men and women who are, were stationed in Afghanistan witnessed on a daily basis contributed to this PTSD. And I, I just find it sort of unfathomable, unfathomable that he could not receive the care that he needed to take care of himself in spite of what he was giving uh, to, to serve others. And this is where I just can't wrap my, my head around and my hands around I know. the suicide. I know. I don't think anyone with like a, a, you know, a rational mind can wrap their head around that because it's just, it's, it's, it's more than sad. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it makes you question everything about our military and how they care for the people, the men and women who, you know, put their lives on the line and fight for our country and yet aren't able to get just the basic, you know, mental health care when they need it. It is, it's, it's incredibly tragic. And, um, he wrote about it. I mean, this was something like he, he constantly battled with this and not only from just trying to help the others, you know, trying to help the people um, below him, or, you know, the people coming to him, uh, but also like trying to get help um, for himself and other psychologists, the people who were administering the medical attention and the, the psychiatric care to these troops because um, it took a toll on them as well. So Indeed. I, I think Jenna, it was, I, no. I don't want to interrupt you. We are going to go to a break and you're going to come back okay. with me at the next segment. We're going to carry on this conversation because I am passionate about this issue and I'm outraged about, Good. uh, someone yeah. suffering. So we're going to go Good. to a break to, uh, connect with you on Twitter. It's at S C N E S mom at S C news mom. 
right? News mom, yeah. Yes, SSC News Mom. Um, and this is right. for Shannon McCord, who is the um, the journalist who wrote about Dr. Peter Linaruth, and she uh, works for the Santa Cruz Sentinel in Santa Cruz, California. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. The path of a sudden Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Be a part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're joining us now on our military focus, today we are speaking uh, about helping veterans. And this last segment is taking on a very somber tone because we're talking about military suicide. And I want to read to you the headline from the article that Shanna McCord of the Santa Cruz Sentinel recently wrote, Former Capitola veteran Peter Linneruth loses battle with PTSD. Dr. Peter Peter Linneruth was a Bronze Star winning Army psychologist. He died earlier this month after a long battle with post-traumatic stress disorder. He was 42 years old and he killed himself because he could not find his way out of the suffering that he was enduring so he decided to end his life and um, this article was sent to me and I can't remember from where but when I received it I was determined to speak with with Shanna because she too is a a a civilian who has had connection to writing about military affairs in in the past but now you don't typically write about military affairs and this called to you to share this message I, I, I mean, I have, you know, I've spent time in Yuma, Arizona, which has a lot of military presence, and so I do have some background, but um, it's been quite some years since I've um, had any mil- military contact. 
Um, but when this story came to us, and Santa Cruz doesn't have a military presence. There's no army base. There's no nothing here. So it's very rare that we get something related directly to the military. I mean, we do have a lot of veterans, and so that issues, those type of issues do get written um, about um, here and there. But, um, no, this story came to us, and it was actually on a weekend, and we were devastated. I mean, we being me, me a reporter, the editors, I mean, we just thought anyone that has even the slightest connection to our community that we can, you know, um, that we can talk about or that we can uh, we can talk to people who know him um Anyone like that that goes through something like this, I mean, there's no question we would want to write about it. And and not only is it an issue, I mean, obviously in our community it's smaller because our, our military presence, is, we don't have it, but our veterans, you know, it's a small percentage. But it's just, just something that gets national headlines, and it's constantly talked about and written about, and yet there's no, there is no solution to it. And there's so many men and women who suffer from this. So, yeah, when this came to our attention and we – found out that this man, Dr. Lena Ruth, had a connection to Santa Cruz and a pretty strong one. I mean, he lived here for at least a couple of years and he interacted with a lot of our local veterans. I mean, we just, I mean, not only was it like morally right, but just as a journalist, it's something that you just, you can't ignore it. You can't, you can't turn away and say, oh, cause I can't write about this. Because normally we wouldn't write just about an average everyday suicide. I mean, that's just not something we do. Um, so, but with something like this, we're just, the circumstances around it are so different and, and so tragic and it just ripples across the whole country. I think anyone anywhere could read this story and just say, wow, that was very sad and, and so unnecessary, so unnecessary. And I would like to add all too common. I mean, what is particular about this story that um, is poignant is because uh, Dr. Lena Ruth was a psychologist and he was uh, he was treating men and women with the very uh, for the very same symptoms that he was experiencing himself while he had the capacity and ability and skill to help others. He could not help his own suffering. And so he chose to end his life. And this is outrageous. You know, this man gave his life for his country, went into service because he believed in the mission and to serve. And at the end of the day was overtaken by his own demons so needlessly. And this is a a great regret that I have and a story that is all too familiar, unfortunately. And if we do anything in this segment, it's at least um, somewhere out there in the ethers to say this man's life was not given in vain, that we can use our voices to raise awareness for military suicide, homicide, and all of these issues that are perpetuated uh, by the invisible wounds of war. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's just, it's hard to wrap your mind around how things get so dark and so ugly so fast. Um, I mean, he'd been suffering from this for a long time. And um, in another article um, in the Time magazine, um, in their version online, time.com, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of information and, and quotes from his wife, who um, I tried to contact, but um, I didn't, I couldn't get her phone number. Um, so, I mean, his wife was very open about what he was suffering and the fact that, you know, he just wasn't able to get help. And, 
one of the sad parts, and I think any parent would just, you know, this would crush them, is that he did have a young, just like a newborn baby. Um, his son was just born in December. So, I mean, that I don't, I just don't think it gets any sadder than that. So it's very, it's un, so unfortunate that this little boy who, um, there was a picture of him in the time.com article, a uh, beautiful baby boy. And, you know, this is the story about his father and a father he's not going to know now. So I just, I think as a parent that, that makes it even you know, a million times worse than it already. I mean, it was already sad enough, and then you add this on top of it, and it just it makes it worse. Well, it is. Uh, the, it is unfortunately the legacy that his children um, inherit, and and how do we help the children and the spouses of those who take their own lives go on and create some semblance of a new normal with some level of joy and well being. After such a tragedy, and Lena Ruth had, uh, he actually had three children, right? He has a, a son, oh, right. a daughter, and and this newborn baby. So these three children will grow up without their father, and their father, who really gave um, all of himself in, in in service to helping his brother and sisters in arms deal with these invisible horrors of war. And the images that are described in the Time dot com article talk about, you know, he saw a procession of bodies, dead and alive, coming into the Riva Ridge Troop Medical Clinic where he worked. And uh, even mental health workers had to pitch in after these mass casualties to help deal with the medical crisis at hand. So he was dealing on the mental side of, of military life, but he was called upon to actually help in triage in the medical center, right. in, in, in theater. So he was not trained for that, but yet he had to perform these duties. Yes, they trained for emergency training, but um, his hands were in, in it, in the thick of it, and he was haunted by this at, when he returned home. Yeah, as one of the things his wife said, actually, um, you know, was one of the worst experiences he had over there, and just a nightmare, a nightmare that he wasn't able to shake at all. I mean, that just, that, the images and the, um, just the fresh memories of those dead bodies. I said, I think, um, another time he saw like four Iraqis, two parents and two kids. Um, I think she said something about that he saw them, um, basically get hit with a bomb, some kind of explosion device and that, um, that the adults died, but the kids, it took them longer. Like they didn't, they didn't die right away, so he saw the suffering there, and and she said that just never left his mind. Like that, that was devastating, and you know that might have been one of the, you know, one of the um, the, the, the thing that sent him over the edge. Yes, I, I understand. I, we, are, we are running out of time, and I want to close by also bringing our, everyone's awareness to the fact that Dr. Linnerworth also warned of the grinding stresses that providing such care inflicted on Army mental health workers such as him can, can cause. He was the lead author of a 2011 article or piece on such professional burnout amongst his peers who, like him, had gone off to witness the worst of war. So I guess we dedicate this to 
Dr. Peter Linneruth and his family and for his service and to know that his message um, is not going unheard. And I thank you for being on the show with us. And I hope you'll come back again and, and talk about this because this is an ongoing topic that we explore uh, on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. And here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. And I guess this is what it comes down to. If you know of someone who is suffering, do not allow them to suffer alone. Do not allow them to suffer in silence. Um, make some noise. Make some noise to get some help. Don't be afraid that you're going to irritate them because you want them to be alive so that you can continue to irritate them. And this <laughs> struck a, a, a chord with me. And I want to read um, something that a friend of mine, Sergeant PTSD Brandy, he calls himself, but his name is Andy Brandy. He's a U.S. Marine Corps, and he wrote a book called The Warrior's Guide to Insanity. And I want to read to you something that he's written about suicide and homicide, or honor and love. And he writes that suicide is a quitter's way out. Homicide is just plain murder. Live by a code of honor and respect for yourself and for other good people. You have a right to live a good and productive life and to experience happiness. Your friends did not save your ass so you could blow it away. Everyone makes good and bad decisions, and everyone does the best they can at the moment. Each day of your life is an opportunity. Don't just throw that away. Give it a chance, because with the right attitude, life can be better than you ever dreamed. So I salute you. Shanna, for, for bringing our awareness to this. Thank you for sharing this article. Thank you. And I'm, I'm so happy that it made it into my hands and that you could be here today. And thank you yeah. to all the men and women who work tirelessly to um, make sure that this problem gets, gets heard and, and that these um, horrendous tragedies uh, are mitigated as best as possible. So thank you for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I want to share something on a little bit more uplifting note, and that is uh, starting tomorrow, me, Lisa Cypress-Kamen, will embark on the campaign with the Florida Department of Citrus for Florida Orange Juice's Take on the Day, where we are talking about life's little annoyances and how to make each day just a little brighter and happier in spite of what goes on to annoy us each day and in light of what we've just shared and the horrific spoils of war that we talk about on our military focus show um I invite you to tune in nationwide to some of the broadcasting that's going to go on. There are little bits and pieces on radio and TV. And in the meantime, thank you for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, along with my guests today, Sarah Steffen of Habitat for Humanity, Shanna McCord, who writes for the, I'm getting my notes, the, tell me, the Santa Cruz Sentinel. Yes. Um, Wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. 
Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable podcasts available on iTunes. To learn more about 